everyone, I am Jalen with John 316 Ministries. I am the host, and today we have an awesome guest speaker, Amanda Mattingly. Amanda, would you like to tell them about yourself? Yes, I'm Amanda Mattingly. I am the mom of Jalen. Um, I am going to be doing the addiction part of John 316 to help everybody get get over addiction like I did. Alrighty, so today we are doing Does Satan Deceive You and Your Family? It seems like kind of a, a very dumb question to ask, but Satan affects our families more than we can ever realize. And Genesis 3, 1 through 5 tells us, Now the serpent was craftier than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Indeed, has God said, You shall not eat from any tree of the garden. The woman said to the serpent, From the fruit of the trees of the garden we may eat, but from the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat from it or touch it, or you will die. The serpent said to the woman, You surely will not die, for God knows that in the day you eat from it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So the first question I'm going to ask today is how often do you feel Satan get under your skin? On a daily basis. We, do you ever feel tempted by him? Oh, yes. Every day he puts that little bit of temptation in our mind. Oh, you can just do this, and it's okay. It's okay this one time, and it ain't. We need to stop and realize it ain't okay, and that is the devil tempting us. Just like with our families, there's so much you don't realize the devil causes riff in between your families even the little small things we got to stop and remember pray and let god handle it are you easy to anger sometimes see i feel like satan sometimes wants us to be angry because it causes a problem within the family because he gets in your head that you have to say this or you have to get this off your chest because you're not going to ever move on but the real goal is is yes yes we can we can move on. We don't have to get angry. We don't have to say mean things. And yet when we do them, we think, oh, I said this. And it actually hurts a person that you're talking to. And that's Satan's whole idea. His whole goal is to cause you harm and doom. And yet we still allow ourselves to fall into his trap. We believe the lies. We trust him. God only lets Satan have certain parts of you, but not no more than God allows. And when that happens, we can look at Revelations twenty ten. His complete defeat is coming, and sure, but not yet. And God, that time will come whenever we can get rid of Satan and live a life without him. But when that time comes, that's going to be judgment day, where we can live with God. That's when we have to account for the sins that we have committed, that times that we let Satan get into our lives and walk all over us. And we think we have to live that life. But in reality, we don't. We don't have to. And that's the amazing part about it. And so at some point in our walk with God, we can start to detect when Satan is attacking us, when we can feel him pulling into our life, grabbing a hold of us. Rather, you start arguing with the family members more. Rather, you start getting easy angered by little things that happen. And sometimes to us, there's such a big deal in that moment. But in the reality of it all is, they're not big deals. We make them a bigger deal because of how we let Satan control our lives. I'm going to tell you, with like with my mom, 
you know, me and her can push each other's buttons. And that's Satan. That's Satan. Oh, you can say this or you can do this. And no, we need to stop. And like I said, pray about it. Because me and my mom have been fighting really like button heads here lately bad. And I was like, why? Why? And it was Satan. It was Satan causing it. Whenever I stopped and I'm like, God, just help me. You know, I don't want to fight with her like that. I love her. You know, I want peace. And this is no joke. She called me and we were fighting that day. And it was just like a calming came over me. And we did not fight that whole conversation. It was a peaceful conversation. And I was like, oh, thank you, Lord. And that's just like Ex Exodus 14, 14. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. We just need to be still and be like, God, just help me. Take it. You know, I I don't want to fight with whoever you're fighting with at the time. You may not think so, but if you stop in that very moment and God, just, just take it. Just say that verse. The Lord will fight for you. You only need to be still. And honestly, he will, he will take it. And it will be a conversation like you've never had before. That's like, you know, Satan can promise to the world. He can tell you, oh, you know, here, go buy this awesome shiny new car. Go buy this awesome shiny new object. And he can promise all these nice things. We think, man, God's blessing me today. Look at all these things. And then the bills pile up and then they pile up. And then it's like you just can't get over your head because of how much is tacking on. All because Satan was promising us all these things and we let him win. You know, God can get, God gives us the world. He blesses us in so many ways, but so can Satan. And it's like, how, well, how do you detect which is which? You can always know it's Satan whenever it's like, I feel like in my personal life, it was always Satan whenever it seemed too good to be true. You know, it's like the kind of the cars that we have, you know, my husband bought this really nice truck. And at the time, we thought, man, this is a really good deal. And then whenever he got into his car accident a couple weeks after that, it was like we found out that really good deal in that moment was what hurt us. And it hurt us still to this day. Do we still have to pay that truck off because of how great that deal was? And in reality, it wasn't. It's a very bad deal, but we couldn't see it in that moment. And then that's whenever Satan can disguise himself into whatever he wants because of how bad he wants us. And we think, oh, he can't do it. He's not going to hurt me because I'm so strong in God's word. You can be so strong in God's word, but Satan still wants you because of you being in God's word. He wants us because we're Christians. And, you know, he can isolate you. He can pull you away from your family and tell you, you don't need them. You don't, you don't need them at all. You know, if they can't agree with what's going on in your life, if they can't let you live your life the way you want it, ah, you don't need them. And that's not true. That is so true. That's like with my addiction. He done that to me. Like, I would lay in bed and be like praying. And I know to this day it was a stupid. It was so stupid of me. I'd be in bed praying. Oh, God, just please let me find more pills tomorrow. Please let me find more pills tomorrow. And come, if that was Satan letting me find those pills the next day. And in my head he was telling me God was doing it. Oh, yeah, God, God let me find those pills tomorrow. And t today I see, no, that was Satan. You just need one more. Oh, one more won't hurt you. One more won't hurt you. And it hurt me. It hurt my family. 
And it was Satan. It was totally Satan. I see it today. I see it today, but he had my blinders on. Let me think it was God. And it wasn't. God wouldn't do that to me. God helped me get over the addiction. He helped, He's helping me rebuild my family, the bonds with my family that Satan broke because of the addiction. That's like Matthew 4, 1 through 11 tells us, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterwards he was hungry. Now when the temper came and came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the sky. Then the devil took him up to the holy city, said to him on the pinnacle of the temple, and it said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, let you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, It is written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdom of the world and their glory. And he said to them, All these things I will give you if you fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said, Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. See, the thing is, and the reason why I chose those verses was because if Satan can tempt God, when Jesus was talking to Satan, he spired back, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only you shall serve. If Jesus can say that to Satan and know when Satan is attacking him, we can do the same. Well, that's just like, I think no matter whoever's listening to this, if you're fighting with, don't matter if it's a big fight, a small fight, I'm telling you now, pray about it. And if you want to mend that relationship, God will help you. You just got to give it over to him. Just stop and be like, you know, Lord, help me. I need help right now. Get down on your knees and really just give it all to him. Lay it down. He will help you mend whatever fight you're having, no matter if it's big or small. I'm telling you from uh, honestly because he's helped me in so many ways. You wouldn't believe my marriage. My marriage was on the rocks. Like we were at each other's every day, every day. And it was like, God, I just can't do this no more. All we're doing is fighting. And it was, yeah, it was because of my addiction. But, you know, it it was the devil. He had his little horns in there. And, no, it, I'm telling you from experience, he, he's mended. Me and my husband get along so much better, better than we ever have since we were first married. It is like we're, for, we're newlyweds again. And I'm telling you, just give it over to him. And no matter how big or small, don't give up. If it's your spouse, your kids, don't give up. Don't give up on them. I'm telling you, God has a way, and God will help you. Just ask him to help you. And that's like when me and my husband first got married. We thought, oh, we're Christians, and Satan's not going to bother us. He don't, he don't 
we don't need him and like we we did we like when COVID hit we didn't go to church we didn't watch church like we used to we didn't do the things that built our relationship and then about a year in fighting at each other's throat you know oh I want a divorce I don't love you anymore just saying things to hurt each other and we didn't realize you know now we know but back then we thought well he just don't love me I, I, I don't love him anymore I'm done I'm over it let's just we're done we don't need to be together anymore and then God grabbed us and was like, what are you doing? Why are you trying to hurt each other? Why are you saying these things? What have you learned from me? And then we're like, wow, you know, we finally realized that because of Satan, we could have gotten divorced. And that's not what God wanted. That's not what we really wanted deep down. But Satan had deceived us. Satan had sunk in his hands and our relationship and had separated us from what was really important and now you know we've had to rebuild our relationship we've had to start going back to church we've had to work at it every single day and because we worked at it because we still work at it we're better than ever and satan still tries you know he still gets in our heads and says things but now it's like we can kind of catch when he's doing that because we start getting angered we start saying things that hurt each other. We start, you know, finding bad ways to blow off steam because we think we can. But in reality, it's all Satan. All right. And Satan does that. He wants you to fight with your family. He wants you to isolate yourself from your family because he knows how big of an influence your family is to you. He knows how important they are. He knows what your family can give you. And if you believe it, if you believe it and you've stopped spending time with your family, you've left them, you think you don't need them anymore. You're only hurting yourself and you're hurting your family because at the end of the day, they do love you. They know you best. They want what's best for you. But Satan can deceive you. And Satan can deceive them too. Sometimes, you know, family does things that anger us and aggravate us. But we don't have to ag it on. We don't have to say these things that hurt them. Because if we're hurting them, we can't take those words back. And you don't want your last moments with that person you love be words of anger that you will hold for the rest of your life because you said them. That's like the verse in Ephesians 4, 32. Be kind, compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. That verse right there has so much meaning. So much meaning. Just stop and forgive. Just let go. And you know, you don't realize that when you're fighting with that person and you've got so much hate and anger built up, that that's the devil keeping it built up. If you just ask God, God, take it. Take it. I'm done. He'll take it. And he will start mending that relationship with that person. And you won't have that hate and that anger built up no more. He loves you. You just gotta, you, you gotta know that. You got to know that he's there for you. And even, like I said before, even if it's the littlest fight, you're like, oh, God, I ain't going to bother God with that. No, he wants you to bother him with that. That's why he's there. That's why he give your problems to me. Lay them down at the cross, big or small. He wants you to give it to him. Just let go, and you'll be so much better. That's like in Genesis 3, the first words off his lips were, did you say you shall not eat off any tree in the garden? And it's like, you know, he twists the truth. You know, you think you heard something bad. You think, oh man, they said that to me. Why could, how could they say that? 
And then in reality, no, they didn't. God, God knows what they say. God knows what the real truth is. But Satan is a liar. Satan doesn't know the real truth. You know, he knows the Bible with the back of his hand. He knows heaven. He knows God. But he likes to twist the truth. And that's like, you know, I used, um, my biggest thing is text messaging. Yes, is I was going to go there. Yes. I don't know how many times I read a message. I'm like, did they yeah. really say that? How could they? And then it's all in your head. You're like, wait a minute. The, you're, you talk to them and they're like, well, I didn't mean it like that. Or like somebody puts a post. Oh, did you see that post they put on about me? And it wasn't about you at all. There is so much with technology and texting and stuff like that it is you get it you're like well oh my gosh yes they said that and it wasn't that bad it the, was not bad no all. they they didn't mean it that way at all i don't know how many times my husband will come like he'll text me something and i think ah well why would you say that that's hurtful and then he's like well, what do you mean i'm like you said you said this you hurt my feelings because all you said, like, to me, we don't say the word K because we got, we get so mad at each other. Well, that's just a mean word. And it's just the letter K. But to us, in those moments, like, we're, we're aggravated and we just cannot. Oh, yes. Somebody pitches K and you're like, oh, you're ready to fire back. Yep. And you do, sometimes you do fire back. Yes. And then you catch yourself and I'm like, I really went that far. And <laughs> yep. It's just, it's awful. But. That's Satan. That's Satan deceiving you. That's, mm -hmm. And another example that I have here, and I think this is a big one, is say your spouse works with a female. She came into the lunchroom one day <laughs> while you were visiting your spouse who was on lunch to tell them that there was a change in his schedule. She was smiling and giggling, and giggling at him. She didn't say hi to you. Nothing. You get mad you, because you think she was flirting. So you ask your husband about this incident. He said he thinks it's she's just being friendly, but you disagree. So you two fight about this because all because you think that this woman was flirting with your husband. But in reality, do we really understand the situation? And come to find out that this person who was flirting with your husband, or so you thought, is married, has children, and is devoted to her family. In that moment, how would you handle that situation? Okay. Like, with your dad, honestly, I would know it was just, like, innocent, like, because that's, I trust him that much. That even if a girl's flirting with him, he ain't gonna know it. I mean, honestly, he's that type of person, like, he don't realize, like, a girl's flirting with him. And he's just like, okay, you know, but with my, my relationship with God now, my trust in my husband, I would be, I would just be like, Oh, hi. You know, I it's innocent. I wouldn't think much about it. See, I'm the same way. You know, for and when we first got married, I used to be like, oh, well, why didn't you say yeah. something? You could have avoided this. You know, I would have made this into such a big deal. But now, now that I know my husband, now that I've built that relationship with him, and now that I've built that relationship with God, I can know that... I'd probably go up to her and start talking to her. Yeah. I mean, honestly... Because, you know, if you got that kind of relationship with God and your spouse, you know he ain't going to, I mean, honestly, and everybody's like, oh, you're in denial, you know. No, I mean, I know my husband, like, like I said, he don't even know if a girl's flirting with him. And, I, I mean, I, I'm sorry, but I like that. I like, because he, 
that's just him. Like, so, yeah, I'm not in denial. And I got that relationship with him and God that I can trust him. That's kind of how I am, too, is at this moment in my life. You know, I see these questions all the time on mine. And I think, oh, did they really fall into that trap? Because Mm -hmm. we make the... We make the situation worse in our minds because we let it spiral out of control. The devil gets in there and yes. gets you going, oh, well, did you see the way she looked at him? Did you see the way she was standing? You know, all that. And it's the devil getting your mind going and getting everything twisted up, getting you fired up. And then you just got to be like, okay, God, did I really, you know, just take it, you know, get it out of my mind. Exactly. And that's like John eight forty four. You are of your father the devil and you will your will is to do your father's desires he is a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him when he lies he speaks out of his own character for he is a liar and the father of lies and that verse is not talking about god it's not talking about god's character it's talking about satan and satan's character because he is the father of lies that's what he wants. That's why I asked that question. That's why I mentioned that situation. Because that situation is a firm example of what happens when we believe those lies. When we believe Satan. Because we, you know, even after you hear the truth, well, she could always cheat. It doesn't mean she really loves her husband. You spiral it and you keep on spiraling it. Instead of letting it go. Instead of thinking, well... My partner wouldn't do this to me because I have that kind of trust. And if you don't have that trust with your partner, you can find it. Build it. What is holding you back? Because something is going on if you don't firmly trust your partner. But if you give it to God, and if you learn your partner, if you learn about who they are, just like you would God, just like you should with God, you can find that trust in Him like you can God. And He will help you find that trust in your partner. He will help you, and it may, like it don't have to be your partner. Say you lost trust in your kids or anybody. He can help you find that trust back. You just gotta take little steps, but he will help you. Believe me, he will help you. I mean, he's he's there. We just and a lot of people forget to tell, be like, God help me, you know, and. He'll just he he'll just take it away, and he will he'll build that bond with whoever, your spouse, your kid, you know, anybody. He'll help you build it back. You know, I've done so many dumb things whenever I was younger. I was always doing something stupid. Really? Yeah. You <laughs> you lie like you do. You oh I gotta I gotta okay. You come up with this lie to cover what you did, even though. Your parents really know what's going on. They're not dumb. They no, know No, I could read your face. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what happens. But you think you have to lie. You think you have to keep on lying. And then your lies spiral out. Of the tr- spiral out and then eventually you come up with the truth. And you think, uh, I could have done this a long time ago. But we don't do that. And we think we have to lie because Satan tells us we have to. Instead of being honest with ourselves. Instead of being honest with God which is all about vulnerability, which is all about honesty. That's what God wants. He wants us to be vulnerable with him, and he wants us to be honest with him. And if we are vulnerable and honest, not only with him, but with our families, we don't realize how much better we would be. Yeah. Yeah, you know, as a, a speaking from a parent to kid here, 
you know, as parents, we do. We know our, our kids, you know, when you say the little lies or anything like that. We know. We can tell. And you guys think, oh, they don't know. They don't know. We know. We're just seeing if you'll tell us the truth. Exactly. Not only, like, but the lies, you know, I'm sure it made you feel really bad. I'm sure it really hurts you that that happened. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because that's like with you, your brothers, any, like, all three of you. A parent has that bond with their kids, just like my parents. And to this day, I feel horrible whenever, with my addiction, the lies I said and stuff I get. And I'm rebuilding the bridges that I broke with them. You know, they love me, and they're still here for me, and they didn't give up on me. But they were at the point where, honestly, you all were ready to give up on me. But now I'm starting to, little by little, build those bridges back. It, it hurt. I mean, I know I, I hurt you guys, and I hurt them. Just like when you got, when you guys are kids. You know, even the little lies hurt your parents. They do. I think that, you know... I don't think we see it in that moment that we're hurting people, and you do. You know, when we lie to God, do we not think that doesn't hurt Him? Do we not think that the things that we say doesn't really, doesn't make Him feel upset? Because we'd be lying if we said He didn't hurt for us. He hurts for us when we're hurting. He hurts for us when we're sad. He hurts for us when we go against Him. But yet, every single day, He holds His hands down. Okay, just like a, a parent to kid, he's our dad. Mm-hmm. He's our father. So whenever a kid tells a lie or we tell lies, you know, just imagine, you know, how much like your kid tells you a lie and that hurts you. That can you only imagine how much he hurts? He would hurt the same. And we need to remember that. We need to be. Oh, I just hurt my father. You know, he break his heart breaks every time we do stupid stuff. But, I mean, I know he expects it in this world, but, you know, just think of it. You're a parent, and when your kid lies, do you how bad that hurts you? Well, when you lie, we're hurting our father. Exactly. You know, God give us, gives us the knowledge to tell the two apart, to tell, rather, the lie from the truth. He gives us that knowledge, but we don't always do that because we always believe the twisted little lies that come. We believe that, and I... I you know, I often wonder, you know, why do we believe the lies over the truth? Is it because they're more believable? Is it because they're more tempting and little, they I seem it, trustworthy? I think it's because Satan makes them more tempting. I do believe that. And, you know, 2 Corinthians 2, 4 through 4. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ. You know, Satan knows the truth. He knows the real reason of what's going on. But he wants us so bad that he will do anything to get us, to grab a hold of us. You know, if he knows the Bible, if he can recite the Bible like it's nothing, then he can give us and he can feed us all these lies. You know? Right. Just like, okay, this, this comes to mind like on Sunday morning. When you're laying in bed, oh, I don't need to go to church today. You know, I my back's hurting, this is hurting, that's hurting. That's the devil. The devil don't want yeah. us sitting in our pew at our church. The devil wants to get in our head. Yeah, you don't need to go today. Just one Sunday ain't going to hurt. No, it, it that's the devil. 
That is the devil, and I we I don't think we ever understand truly how tempting he is to us. You know, there's many times that you think I've went every single Sunday, I've went every single Wednesday. I just need a break, and the reality of it is, we don't need a break because that message that you're missing could be the message that you really needed. And we think, well, I can see it online. I don't I don't need to go. I don't need to listen to God's word. I can just. I can watch a football game tonight. I don't got to worry about it. No, because those messages that we miss are messages that could really help us grow our faith with God. And that's like, you know, whenever I was younger, you know, even first turning 21, I thought, oh, I can go to the bar. I can have, I can have a few drinks. I'm fine. But I knew that if I really went and if I, I wouldn't have just a couple drinks, I'd have enough that I couldn't walk home. And that's kind of what Satan wants, is to grab a hold of us enough that he can twist us, he can hurt us, because that's what he wants. He's the doom, he's the gloom that comes in our lives. And we just have to learn how to tell him apart, and we can. We just have to build our relationship with God enough that you can look at, you can see something happening in your life and think, Satan, no, you know, I don't need you in my life. Back away, leave me alone. Like, you can just, Recite verses and Satan will leave you alone, but you have to want him to. You have to stop him. And if you don't, he will hurt you. And that is his end goal. Yeah, he's, his end goal is to break every marriage up, break every family up. And that's not our end goal. Our end goal is to be in heaven, is to have eternal life. So you just have to stop and remember, don't let him get in your mind. He will. I know he will. He does mine on a daily basis. But you got to stop and be like, nope, not today, Satan. God's got me. Exactly. And that's the reality of it. Not today, Satan. Because God does have us. And he doesn't want Satan to tempt us. But he also does want to see that if we're strong enough, that if we're deep enough in his word, to not let Satan tempt us. And that's what he wants us to do is be strong enough that we can stop Satan. And we can, we can, if we want to build up our relationship with God enough. And that's what we should want to do. Yeah, you're totally right. So this is it for today, guys. We are so thankful to have you listen. We are blessed to have such amazing followers that we do. And I hope to hear you guys with us next time on our next podcast just remember we need to stop and remember we're all god's children so whatever family member out there or whoever you're fighting with remember they're a child of god too god bless you all and see you next time